Raider Nation, what is the deal? You're back for another episode of the Raiders Recap on the Sick Network here on the Sick Podcast, man. And today, guaranteed, we're about to talk about the embarrassing ass loss to the Chicago Bears, thirty to twelve, yesterday at Soldier Field. So, gonna be some real spicy talking here. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get the intro started and let's get right into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Raiders Recap. Jacobs. Jacobs with running room right up the middle. Jacobs is on his way. The Raiders are going to win this game. The sickest Las Vegas Raiders podcast. It's going to be sick. What is the deal, man? Once again, make sure you guys are tapping on the like, on the subscribe button here at the Raiders Recap on the Sick on the Sick Network on the Sick Podcast, right? Make sure you guys are tapping in the all them buttons and hit on the little notification bell. So we got to go over the Raiders' embarrassing loss, thirty to twelve, to the Chicago Bears. Where where do we start? Right, where do we fucking start? It's it's every every week, you know, we put that fucking clown makeup on and put that fucking red nose. Big ass red shoes and watch these motherfuckers embarrass themselves every week, every fucking week, and without fail. And I'm gonna start this off by saying this: I'm not gonna be one of these motherfuckers that tell you, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna watch the game anymore." And the Raiders, I'm gonna for my set. No, stop. Every week, like I said, we're gonna put that clown shit on, and we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch and and just watch the fucking debacle at hand. So get right into it offensively. You start Brian Hoyer to the disdain of many fans. You start Brian Hoyer. I was, I, I said it. I want Aiden O'Connor to start. I just want to see it. And if you lose with Brian Hoyer, it's a much bigger loss because you went with that veteran. You thought Brian gave us the best chance to win. And the bullshit that McDaniel said at the end, okay, at the press conference, he says it's not preseason anymore. Funny thing about that. Funny thing about that comment is that Brian Hoyer played shitty in the preseason too. So, so it's like, it's like, well, it's not preseason. Yeah, but he, he played shitty in the preseason. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> he played shitty in the preseason. So it's like, you telling us, it's, oh my God, you telling me it's not preseason anymore, right? But here we are. Here we are. And three and four, okay? With your hand-picked quarterback out of the lineup, okay? He's out and injured in and out of the lineup. And a backup that you put in position to be out there. A 35, what is he, 35, 36-year-old backup. Get this, right? Him and Mark Sanchez came in in the same draft, okay? The same draft. Mark Sanchez was up there announcing shit in the booth, and we had Brian Hoyer starting a game for us. Right. And, and most people wanted to tell me the hot hand. You got to go with the hot hand, bro. He won this again. You gotta go with the, bro, what hot hand? Let's, let's think logically for a second. We got a fucking 10 point lead against the Patriots. 10 point lead against the Patriots. And he managed to help us win the game. Keep in mind, we still almost lost that fucking game. So it's, it's like, all right. At that point there, what do we say he had a hot hand? Now, if he would have came in, the game was tired, and he would have got us that 10-point lead, we was rolling, I'd, I'd, I'd have a different tune. But this is why I was saying there is no hot hand, bro. He's just coming out there, 
and he's going to manage the game. Multiple times yesterday, bro, you see this man staring down his receiver. Multiple times. You cannot tell me you sat there, and as soon as the ball was high, he got that bitch in his hand, the stripe of the helmet directly looked at who he was going to throw to. Waited, waited, waited until the break came through the ball. And that's why he threw a fucking pick six. It was about that time. Calculated. You can calculate that, bro. It's easy because you're seeing him literally stare down his receivers. Any smart coaching staff will go back to the sidelines and say, hey, bro, he's staring down his receiver. Like, he's not looking anybody off, bro. You're, so as soon as you see that strike move, bro, be ready to break on that bitch. And that's what they did. And that's exactly what they did. So, you know, you went with Brian Hoyer because you thought it was a safe option, and you ended up making yourself look worse. Look worse. Okay? And, I mean, now we're going to say on Monday night we're going to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo, and at what point are we going to say, oh, yeah, this fan base has any confidence that Jimmy is going to go in and do the opposite of what Brian did? He's not. Because Brian pretty much played status quo. If we're talking about Raider quarterback play, Brian played about exactly how he wanted to play. All right? Exactly how Raider quarterbacks have played. Okay? Jimmy Garoppolo has played the same exact way. So, oh, excuse me. Jimmy Garoppolo has played the same exact way. So now, here we are. Okay? And I don't know how any of you can sit up here and blame the O-line. You can blame. I mean, the result of the Raiders' offense not looking the way it has to look is the direct result of quarterback play. And the direct result of quarterback play is Josh McDaniels. So there we go. Now, I know some of you, you know, you want, you don't want to get rid of Josh McDaniels, but you, there's no way you can come away from that game yesterday and positively say anything about him and the regime. That didn't look like a, a team that believed in their head coach at all. At all. Now we move to the defensive side of the ball. This game went exactly how the Buffalo game went. If y'all remember that, offense couldn't do jack shit. And the defense was continuously out there. But this defense, although it is improved, it's not good enough to go out there and, and, and really, really hold guys like that. You got to give them some type of relief. You got to give them something. Offense gave them nothing. There was no complimentary football being played whatsoever. So... Defense ended up breaking more times than more times than they should have. Keep in mind, there are things I, now. I, I'm not going to fully blame Patrick Graham, but he he does reserve some some responsibility because we're sitting here and now we're we're, we're saying why are you playing all these corners so far off the ball, right? Why are they playing so far off the ball? You're you're giving these receivers ten yards of cushion for what? This is a rookie quarterback. Make this man throw into tight window throws. Fuck that. Play some press. Play something. Play something over the top, bro. Like, you know, make him beat you. All this zone you're playing and all this off, off the ball type of shit. Like, all, like no, bro. And, and that's why they were just outing us to death. Throwing out routes, comebacks, you know, curls. That's all the fuck they were doing. That's all they were doing. And, and, and another key I thought that was going to be real, real there, right, they were trying to. Get, they were gonna try to get this run game going. You allowed Deontay Foreman to get you what about eighty six yards yesterday, not tackling. Okay, you allowed them to get hella yak yardage. Just it is. It, it, it makes no sense, right? The shit that was going on yesterday. But some of the things that I'm saying right there is not on Patrick Graham. 
We got to look at some of the players like Marcus Peters. If we would have known you was getting that type of effort, you damn sure wouldn't have got that jersey number. For sure. No, hell no. Nope, nope, nope. Now you got people talking about you collecting a check and shit like that. Like, I'm not going to go that far, but it's like, come on, bro. You know, that's the shit right there. That's the shit right there that we highlight. And it's like, that's probably not where we're supposed to be. The effort like that, too, on that side, on the player side, it's lacking. All right? I mean, on the offensive side. And you know, y'all y'all know, if y'all been on this channel, I love me some 17. I love Devontae Adams. But you can't talk all that and then drop an end zone pass. You got to call a spade a spade. You can't talk shit and then drop an end zone pass. This is where we at. Now that highlights you. That gave motherfuckers on Twitter, all these Twitter uh, GMs and all this other shit. <coughs> that gave them all type of ammunition to come out there and say, all right, well, you're dropping passes. But you said, you know, oh, he might want to trade down. Like, that's where we're at. It's not only coaches, it's players too, but this is what I'm saying. That didn't, that didn't look like a team that believed in their head coach. So what's the rundown of it? What's the whole basis? Where do we go from here? Once again, we're playing Detroit Monday night. They just lost, what, 38 to 6? Or something. They going to come out for blood. That's what, it's, that, that's what it is. On a national stage, after getting embarrassed like that, oh, yeah. They going to want to come out and say, all right, bro, we got to get that taste out of our mouth. We about to whoop their ass. And what did Chicago just do? What did Chicago just come out here and do? Out physical us. They out physical us. So, what is Detroit going to do? I'm already, bro, that's already the key, bro. Detroit going to look at that field from Chicago and say, oh, we that type of team. We are physical. That's what we are. So, we're going to come out, oh, yeah. We're going to come out here and try to get muscled up. We're going to muscle y'all up. We're going to muscle y'all up. That's exactly what they're going to come out and say. So, what the fuck are we going to do? And now, on the offensive side of the ball, I fully expect him if Jimmy Garoppolo is 100% healthy to roll with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what they're going to do. Roll with Jimmy Garoppolo. And already we see how he looks, so what's the confidence in us that he's going to look any better? So, so, um, so, it's ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. Raiders really risk the run. Really, really risk going three and five right now. They, they risk going three and five, and, and the season looking ugly. Now, on the last point I'll make, um, you know, now losing to the Bears on the positive side might be a good thing for draft position. But I'm going to say this. Everybody that's tanking, bro, that's just not what's happening. And I want you to understand this as my last point. And so maybe some of y'all can take solace and comfort in this fact. Of course, I'm pissed that we're losing to this fashion. And I want Josh McDaniels fired. But the reason I'm not saying all the shit that everybody else is saying, like, I, I do believe that he's not the right one for the job, okay? But I'm not saying the things that other people are saying just because I know for a fact he's trying, bro. This is his best effort. This is his best effort. At least I can take comfort in the fact that he's actually trying. You feel what I'm saying? Because that tanking shit, that shit's not real, bro. Understand this. The Raiders are not tanking. One, he don't deserve no, no rookie quarterback of that caliber of draft position if he's this bad. He don't deserve that. Get him the fuck out of here. But, right, if the Raiders get to the tank position and they're that bad, bro, understand this. Everybody that in the recent history that everybody has thought was tanking, 
that current coaching staff is a different coaching staff. It's not the same coaching staff. You feel what I'm saying? Like none of them are. Everybody that everybody thought was tanking does not have the same coaching staff it has now. So that shit's not real. I, that Just get that shit out your minds. Understand, Josh McDaniels is giving his best fucking effort. This is his best effort. It's just not good enough. You answer the three questions. Does he, one, put his team in a good position situationally, right? When the situation arises on a critical third or a critical fourth, maybe, does he put his team in the best positions to win? No. Does he manage the clock properly? Okay, does when the time comes, right, and he has these timeouts, does he manage clock properly on the offensive or defensive side of the ball? No. So far, has he shown the ability to develop and put his players in the best positions to succeed talent-wise? So far, no. He's not checking any of the three critical boxes that you need for a successful head coach. He's not. And that's see, and I'm just I'm gonna keep it at there on the on the field because that's where it is, right? That's where it is. It's on the field. I'm not gonna bring any personal shit into it. This is on the field, that's where it is. So, you know, where do the Raiders go from here? It's scary because there's no team on the schedule you can confidently say they can beat because they're not playing good at all anyway. So we'll see what we are. But once again, make sure you guys hit the like, hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell because when the Raiders do shit like this, we're going to drop an episode and drop our reaction to it. So make sure you guys stay tuned with that, right? Hopefully shit turns around and we're hoping shit improves, but it's looking grim right now. So make sure you guys hit the like, subscribe button, and we're going to catch you next time on the Raiders Recap on the C Podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Raiders Recap on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.